we are going to talk about the gate of heaven last week we were talking about open heaven and so today um, this is in a sense a continuation of what we talked about last week so last week we talked about an open heaven uh, it was appalling last week you know how many of you were missing 25 of the regulars were missing leave alone the irregulars I mean you can't all go off together with Derek and Don and his parents on a holiday just break it up so um, we talked about open heaven and so we said open heaven is not a place is not an event is not a portal that's what um, it's been presented as in different places around the world um, they t keep talking about open heaven as if it's a place as if it's an event or as if it's a portal that God uses and that can man can use but the o open heaven is not a place not an event or a portal and it's a visitation thanks man you're very resourceful uh, guys it's a visitation culture that looks for portals and events and that kind of revelation what do I mean by a visitation culture nowadays what's happening in churches everyone wants an experience but it's an experience that is separate from the person of Christ it does it's not an experience that comes to relationship it's an experience for the sake of experience so visitation culture is a culture that looks for how can I find a portal that will allow me to access God and how can God access me or it becomes an event this is how open heaven has been taught about for years now the truth is an open heaven which is a biblical truth has nothing to do with portals events or places it has everything to do with this is what we talked about last week an open heaven is not a place it is you that is an open heaven it is us the church that is an open heaven this is what we need to get an open heaven is not a place an open heaven if you want to define what an open heaven is you are the open heaven Genesis 28 puts it this way Jacob was sleeping he woke up he looked around and he said this is the house of God this is the gate of heaven that's what he says in Genesis 28 17 this is the house of God this is the gate of heaven that was Jacob in the Old Testament fast forward now 3,000 years who is the house of God who is the house of God us yeah yeah it's still Jacob but <laughs> yeah we are the house of God and if we are the house of God then the church becomes the gate of heaven we are not looking for portals we are not looking for events we are not looking for places we are looking for people Jacob had to say what he said because in his time there was nothing like that so he wakes up he's sleeping in a place called Luz he wakes up and he finds out that God had visited him and he says this is the house of God this is Bethel this is the gate of heaven it's a visitation culture as in a people who long for the visitation of God that are always looking for portals events places experiences but one of the things we are not is a people who are looking for God to visit because we have come to an understanding and we must come to an understanding every church must come to an understanding that we are the habitation of God God dwells in our midst he does not visit us he does not visit us he dwells in us and because he dwells in us all that has to happen for us guys is every now and then when we connect with God our eyes open and we see him more clearly than we see him at other times the only thing that happens during worship is not that intense worship brings God down 
those are again Old Testament protocol that God dwells in the praises of his people. He does not dwell in the praises of his people anymore. He dwells in a people who praise. Big difference, guys. Big difference. He does not inhabit the praises of Israel. He inhabits true Israel who praises him. Got a shift, eh? And so the only thing that happens in worship is in worship you suddenly have the eyes of your spirit open to the bigness of God who is already present. And therefore, we have different experiences. Every encounter that we have with God, we have different experiences. So some of us may go back tonight saying, oh, shucks, man, worship was so powerful. I was really touched by God. It's not because God made a special appearance. It's because your eyes were open wider. Because he dwells in us. So we are, we are not a visitation culture. We are people in who, who God habitates. And then if you are a people in who God lives, then our only intent should be, I want relationship. I don't want experience. I want relationship. Out of my relationship will come experiences. That's the only thing you should be looking for and I should be looking for. Out of relationship will come experiences. I don't want an experience to have a relationship. I have a relationship, therefore I will experience. These are major shifts, guys. Because we relate to a who. We are not relating to a portal or an it or a place or an event. And when I say we, I'm really not talking about Acts 29. I'm talking about we, the body of Christ here on earth. Of which Acts 29 is a part. Because these are truths that are not special to us. These have been truths in the Bible for ages. And it's for all of us. So an open heaven is not a place. It's you. You. You are God's house. You are the gate of heaven. Just think of that for a second. It's, it's revolutionary when you begin to practice it every day. You are God's house. You are the gate of heaven. You are the gate of heaven. What that means then is that you are the delivery system of the kingdom of God. You are the delivery system of the kingdom of God. You are the delivery system of the kingdom of God. You are the delivery system of the kingdom of God. In Psalm 78 verse 20, at one point, God says, I'm going to open the doors of heaven. And why was he opening the doors of heaven? He was opening the doors of heaven because he wanted to pour upon the Israelites in the desert manna. So he says, I'm going to open the doors of heaven. But how does he do it? He picks a man called Moses and he says to Moses, say to the Israelites, I'm going to open the doors of heaven. Psalm 78 verse 23. No, sorry. Exodus 17 verse... Um, Six. Exodus 17 verse 6 God says I want to bring water out of a rock in such a gush that it'll be like a river that's just bursting through the desert it wasn't some little trickle of babbling brook or something it was this gushing force of water from a rock in the desert so how does he do it he uses another man, same man, called Moses. And he says, Moses, go strike the rock and water will come out of it. What do you think he's using the church for today? What do you think he wants to use the church for today? Same thing. When he wants to open something from heaven and deposit it here on earth, who does he turn to? His people. Who does the head turn to? His body. You are the gate of heaven. You are the gate of heaven. Be Bethel tomorrow. Be the house of God tomorrow. Be the ladder on earth so that the kingdom of God can ascend and descend on you. 
Just imagine that you are God's ladder here on earth, set from the earth into the heavens. Why? So that things of the kingdom can ascend and descend here upon the earth. We have this rich privilege, guys. We have this rich privilege. It happens through insignificant people who only become significant later because someone writes about them. What if no one wrote, wrote about Thomas? I was thinking of that today. I supposedly come from a family in uh, South India that has its roots in Christianity from a place called Nirnam, N-I-R-N-A-M, in Kerala, more than 2,000, almost 2,000 years ago, when a, when a man who, who was riddled with doubt called Thomas landed up at the shores and converted a whole lot of Hindus. And one of them happened to be my, one of my forefathers. But what if no one had written about Thomas? You wouldn't know where things began. He was an insignificant doubter. People become significant because you write about them, because you hear about them. But there are thousands of insignificant people that are you being used every day as a gate of heaven, guys. Sometimes you see the fruit of their labor years later. Sometimes you see it immediately. But you and I have an opportunity tomorrow to be the ladder that is set up from the earth to the heavens, to be the gate of heaven, because we are the house of God. Be Bethel, be the ladder on earth. Let the kingdom of heaven ascend and descend through you. Any questions? Any questions? You'll have this opportunity tomorrow, eh? The only place hotter than this is uh, Nandigama. Which is where Jeevan and I and uh, Heidi and all have gone to before. Um, oh, what a kind pastor. Um, any questions, guys? No? Okay. Guys, the second thing we discussed last week, and then we'll go on to what we were talking about this week, is that you owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit. You owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, people cannot have an encounter with God. You owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, people cannot have an encounter with God. You must find time to begin to... Uh, have your life filled with the Holy Spirit because if, if my life isn't filled with the Holy Spirit, you or someone else out there who God wants to touch cannot have a full-fledged encounter with God because you don't have what it takes. And what do you mean you owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit? Aren't you filled with the Holy Spirit anyways? Yes, you are, but to come into the awareness of it. To come into the awareness of it. Sometimes you can have spouses walking together and one spouse is not even aware of the other. Why? Because they're so used to each other or because they haven't spoken for the last 20 years. And then there are spouses who've been married for 50 years and they're so highly aware of each other. This is a joy to see, eh? Because when you begin to walk in the full measure of the Spirit, you experience the power of the age to come. When you walk in the full measure of the Holy Spirit, not in your own measure, when you walk in the full measure of the Holy Spirit, you begin to experience through you 
and in you the powers of the age to come meaning there is a time coming when everything will be perfect and through you now begins to flow that same power to touch people's life and change them now when you decide that man as Monday comes around I owe the world an experience with God and I cannot do that unless my life is filled with the Holy Spirit what a way to live eh? thing is we flip-flop or because we don't inhabit this place where we think we need to owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit what happens is sometimes we're the gate of heaven sometimes we're the gate of hell or the gate of the earth remember talking about this ages ago where Peter in Matthew 16 is with Jesus and he says to Jesus Jesus asks the question and he's asking all his disciples he says to his disciples who do they say I am and Peter says you are Jesus Christ the son of the living God and Jesus says to him Peter that revelation did not come from the earth it came from heaven it was given to you by my father and yet six verses later in Matthew 16 23 Jesus is saying he's going to Jerusalem he's going to die and Peter pulls him aside and says stop talking like this stop talking about going to the cross and what does Jesus say Jesus says what you have just said is not from heaven it's from the earth it is demonic and then what does he say to Peter he says get thee behind me Satan this is what often happens with our life eh? where one moment we are the gate of heaven and out of us comes revelation from the father which is not from the earth and the next moment out of you comes statements that are so from the earth and so from the devil to the point where Jesus had to say get thee behind me devil six verses he moved from the gate of heaven to the gate of hell this is why it's critical that I get up and start the day off with this father I owe the world a life filled with the Holy Spirit I must walk in your measure today so that the power of the age to come is already active through me today and guess what happens it brings health to your soul your spirit your bone your marrow there was this really cool thing that happened with Dagma um, uh, um, was it yesterday Friday where Dagma's blood pressure just shot up eh? like shot up means shot up like uh, the, uh, the, the thing that you measure blood pressure with just blew up I'm just exaggerating it was it was really bad and guess what the power of the ages age to come descends and the blood pressure comes back to normal can I say how much it was 207 over 104 and it comes back to normal where she's sitting here today I was so glad to see you here today Dagma. yeah praise God 207 over 104 and then back to normal guys we're not looking for some portal you are the portal you are the gate of heaven this is what we're meant to do here on earth so how do we go about it here's one of the first things we do train to live your lives free train to live your lives free of the love of fame money recognition train to live your lives free of the love for fame money recognition these three things really jeopardize our role as the gate of heaven I got a train to live my life free of the love or the fear it's when you're in love with these things that fear creeps in perfect love casts out fear but any love for these things brings in fear 
It's strange, eh? When you love any of these things, it will bring in fear because now you need to preserve it and you will fight tooth and nail to hold on to fame, recognition and money. The less you're in love with money, the more the money comes and the less you're afraid of it. Train your lives to live free of the love of fame, money and recognition. First thing we need to do, which is why we draw that picture always here where we say, hey guys, it's a falsehood when people say family should come first after God. It's a falsehood. Nowhere in the Bible does it say it. It's, it, it was discovered by some family organization that decided that's what do. If it's a Sunday school organization, they'll say children should come first. If it's a financial organization, stewardship should come first. No, at the end of the day, the Bible is very clear. There is Christ and then there is his body. And my family exists for one reason only, to serve Christ and the body. My work exists for one reason only, to serve Christ and the body. Christ is invisible, the body is visible. My possessions exist for one reason only, to serve Christ and the body. And my money exists for one reason only, to serve Christ and the body. Any other reason is not true, is not biblical. We just have believed it. There is no such equation as God first, family second, church third. That is an anathema to everything that Paul taught. You'll never find it in the Bible. That's a strange thing. But that's on the side. Train to live lives free of the love of fame, money and recognition. The second thing. Guys, we got to move from maintaining our saltiness. Christians have a tendency to maintain our saltiness. No, 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 no. We need to mix with rotting meat. I know that sounds like a terrible way to say it. But salt is supposed to, to flavor things. Matthew 5.13, the message puts it this way. Salt brings out God flavors. Light brings out God colors. Salt brings out God flavors. Light brings out God colors. We got to abandon this thing of maintaining our saltiness within the walls of a church. Like Victor had said earlier, I got to go out there. Why? Because salt is best for rotting meat. It prevents meat from rotting further. It was because someone decided to come with their saltiness into your life that you ended up being healthy meat. Salt was meant for rotting meat. I pray God that more and more our stories will be about what God did through you in the life of someone who does not know Jesus. Regardless of whether they received Christ or not, what God did through you. I pray God that the stories that come from my life will not be stories that happened amongst Christians or pastors' conferences or some church conference. That it will be stories about meeting people who were not and who then became. That should be our story. Salt preserving what? Not the stuff that's already in the fridge. Stuff that's rotting. And the other thing is, guys, become increasingly confident of the gospel of the kingdom. And what's the gospel of the kingdom? The good news that Jesus Christ, the king, has ended hostility between you and the world and him by his death and that there's a new way of living 
that's here on earth. Romans 1.14 says, I am not ashamed. I don't think our problem is being ashamed. I don't think anyone here is ashamed of the gospel. But we are still not confident that that is God's power unto salvation. Somehow we think that apologetics and the way of saying it this way and a story here and a story there and a, and a fast in entry and an exit. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, Paul says it again and again and again and again as if he had to reinforce it that Jacob... God has chosen this exclusive way of getting people saved through the foolish method of a crucified king. And you cannot avoid it. It is God's power unto salvation. You want to be the gate of heaven? This is essential. I got to understand that this is God's method. Any method I use will get you to become a friend of God. It will get you to become a devotee of God. But it will never get you to become a child of God or one that ends up looking like God. Can't avoid it, eh? I was listening again this morning to Joel Austin, and this time I didn't feel angry. I just said, Father, I feel so sad, Lord. And so rather than get agitated, I changed the channel. Next thing. These are ways that are common to this church. Next thing. Use the prophetic, use your gifts and your prayers to prize lives open. P-R-I-S-E. To prize lives open. Guys, it's natural for churches, some churches, to have a certain trait. One of the traits that this church uh, has by the sheer grace of God is the ability to um, hear God and speak into people's lives. Well, use it then. Use the prophetic. Use prayer. Use your gifts, your spiritual gifts, to prize open people's lives like you would open a tin when it's hard to open just the prophetic allows you to do that eh? use it I mean uh, um, I met with a lady recently um, who is not a Christian there's not a Christian born in her body I don't think there's a Christian born in her family's body so unchristian but she gave her life to the Lord. But she's not very sure about God. And uh, so God, uh, God wrote a whole lot of things for her to listen to. And I'm reading it out to her. And she's saying, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Not very convinced that this is God. And then God threw a little spanner in the works for her. At one point in what I'm reading out to her, it says, um, when you were a child, uh, you always desired to have a farm. And you wanted a farm where you could just have peace because you loved tranquility and the idea of a farm. And you had these simple tastes. And suddenly this woman's face is like, so this just happened on Tuesday. It just lights up because when she was a kid, and she's saying, how do you know that? <laughs> so I'm saying, uh, this is what God was saying. So she says, you can't know that. So now everything else that was said now becomes true. Because she said when she was a kid, one of the things she used to do is when the teacher would ask her to uh, draw, all she would draw is farms. And she as a girl on a farm. And here is God saying, when you were a little girl, uh, you loved simplicity and tranquility and you always thought you'd like to have a farm. And what it does is it prices open the tin. Now suddenly the entire person is open to the rest of what God wants to say. Guys, use this. Most of you have been here long enough to, um, to, to dare 
and do it in do it according to your faith don't go beyond your faith eh do it according to if all you can say is two words stop at two words because those two words remember blue w remember that story blue w two words two words uh, refer to CD number 4386 <laughs> use that guys next thing is guys confer worth confer worth pull treasure out of trash pull treasure out of trash pull treasure out of trash confer worth Jesus was brilliant at this confer worth pull treasure out of trash restore the image of man in Christ I know that sounds heavy but at the end of the day it's very simple all you're doing is hey I know your life is trashy and I could focus on that you're not saying it you're thinking it but here's what I will do I will do exactly what Jesus does he has the ability to go into a whole big garbage what do you call them bin dumpster he has the ability Jesus specializes at diving into dumpsters and finding treasure what an amazing God this is his favorite thing to do that's why you are where you are dived into a lot of rubbish to pull you out man found treasure there when nobody else would look at you Ryan I'll need it later on yep this is the next one uh, to make friends in the world use unrighteous mammon to make friends in the world meaning mammon is in this case money use unrighteous money this is one of the parables that Jesus spoke and he said hey guys use money to make friends in the world use unrighteous mammon you know um, uh, three days ago um, I felt the Lord saying whatever is in your wallet right now take it and put it in your uh, pocket so that when I tell you uh, you'll give it to somebody I want you to make uh, friends with that money and so um, I only had $20 in my wallet so I pulled out the $20 and I've been uh, carrying it in my shirt uh, for the last three days don't worry I didn't wear the shirt yesterday it was a different shirt but the point <laughs> the point is that this $20 who's a um, who's waiting at a restaurant and I'll show you the right person when the right person comes along pull out the 20 and give it to him so I went to white spot yesterday didn't sense it uh, today Aaron came and gave me a coffee didn't sense it <laughs> but but a time will come when suddenly this thing unrighteous mammon will um, help me make a friend why I don't know hey at the end of the day may God say this of you it's a it's one of the best compliments God can give you Sue Jillian Morgan when I ask you to do something you never ask why you don't need an explanation you just go do it may that be the compliment that God gives you that you never ask why you never stop and say that doesn't make sense how can it be oh Lord you don't even do the Mary thing you just go straight and do it any questions before we go on I want to wrap up before four I might be able to do it any questions not always but I learned from a story that Derek told um, our Derek so he went and gave some money to um, a guy who was sitting by the ATM machine on Fraser 
and then he left and as he left he felt god saying no um, you gave the money great but now you need to go and speak to him so he went back and he spoke to the guy and the guy was literally weeping by the time derek was done and so there are times when i have to be aware of yeah maybe i need to let the message of the kingdom of god ascend and descend through me into a person's life and sometimes it's just making a friend for a future date with the person every week fall into this habit father um just want to keep some money handy to pull out immediately um so what do you think this week use unrighteous mammon to make friends that's how the world makes friends eh but our intent is different we have no reason to profit but we are a family business for profit run by a godfather never forget that next thing guys if you're the gate of heaven you need to go if you're the gate of heaven you need to go as in if you don't go a whole lot of things don't happen it could be going to shillong but that's a long way off but that's another thing we need as a church to hey here's what i want you to do shantel and diana i'll put these points up on the notes page on the website and you got to start doing with this the same thing that you did with the attributes of god and let the church join in and begin to add to it yeah okay remember when we did this with the attributes of god every day they wrote a bit on it and then the church would write again on the facebook page if you're not an acts 29 facebook page you're the admin guy okay she's the admin guy just go ask her and she'll put you on and you can comment on it because this has to become so natural for us guys these are these are basics eh this is not complicated this is very basic and so every week to begin to have this question of father so where do you want us to go this week where do you want me to go who 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 do you want me to visit ask it won't be overcrowded jesus is not a pastor like me he won't um, force you to do stuff i never do that this is when you say no jacob you're not like that but the point is <laughs> the point is he knows how much you can handle he'll, he'll just give you a little more than you can handle so you're dependent on him oh he'll stretch you for sure if you don't go remember what happened to elijah if elijah doesn't go if you don't go then here's what happens people won't decide first kings 1821 elijah said who will you follow baal or yahweh and the people were silent if you don't go people won't decide if you don't go the widow will make her last little cookie and die if you don't go the sun will not be raised from the dead if you don't go Jezebel will not be deposed if you don't go Jehu will not be anointed if you don't go then you cannot give Elisha your mantle guys the things that happen every week because we choose one simple question hey father i'm the gate of heaven here on earth and i know you want to ascend and descend through my life upon people anything you want me to do this week that you want to highlight monday goes by no nothing tuesday anything nothing wednesday thursday friday saturday saturday at 11 p.m. just when you're in your pjs god says uh, there's a guy i want you to go and meet at the atm in uh, fraser you really god in my pjs no you can change if you want to and then you go and that one encounter that one spirit filled encounter affects you like crazy and affects someone else like crazy this is when christian life gets adventurous eh? 
I keep growing positionally in the kingdom. What I mean by that is, guys, keep increasing in kingdom ways. Keep thinking, Father, how does your rule and reign operate? Uh, I mean, I, I heard this beautiful line recently, and uh, th- this is what I mean by keep growing. Uh, and I really embraced it. Here's what, it. here's what the guy said. The guy said that when he is sick, he no longer operates from the position of, I am someone who is sick who needs to be healed. He operates from the position of, I am someone who is whole who needs to fight away this sickness. I thought, duh, you should have known that ages ago. He doesn't operate from the position of, I am someone who is sick, who now claims or appropriates the healing that is mine by the stripes laid on Christ's back. He doesn't think like that. He thinks, I am someone who is whole, made whole by the stripes of Christ, and therefore I will operate from the place of, I am whole, and I will fight off or resist or disallow this sickness. Small change. But you grow in kingdom ways. Eh? What are kingdom ways? The ways that God rules here on earth now. His kingdom has come. It's continuously advancing, but it has come. So when I prayed for Dagmar, it was along those lines. Father, thank you that the clouds are moving away and that your healing that rises with righteous, uh, the, the, sun, uh, the healing, what's Malachi 4 to? The son of righteousness rises with healing in his wings. We operate from a different place. Keep growing in it. And keep teaching others, eh? Embed it in your children. Embed it in your children. Embed it in your grandmother. Hey, here's the thing, eh? When God tells us to leave a legacy for generations, don't go down this way. Go up this way too. Because there's your dad and mom and your granddad and grandmom and some of us are great granddads and grandmoms who don't know the fullness of the truth yet. Go both ways. Go to your unborn children. Psalm 78 verse... Let's say 23. Verse 23 says that I will teach these truths to the generations to come and also to my unborn children. Where you lay hands and sing on the fruit of your womb or speak. Deep calls to deep. Last point. Huh, not bad. Guys, notice the order in Genesis 28 verse 17. Notice the order in Genesis 28 verse 17. Jacob wakes up. He says, man, this is an awesome place. God is here. And then he says, this is God's house. And after that he says, this is the gate of heaven. There's an order, guys. And the order is first, you got to... First the house, then the gate. What happens nowadays is a whole lot of people don't want to be part of a house. They just want to be the gate. And so we got many mavericks going out. And so it's not that God doesn't use them. But you're used most powerfully when you are a living stone, not a living brick. There are no living bricks. Bricks were made in Egypt and they're all dead. You're a living stone. I hope that looks like stone. If you put that, now it looks like a flower. Okay. So, you've got to be a living stone in a house before you can be a gate. First the house, then the gate. This is important. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3, you'll see the same thing. It says, come to Zion. And if you come to Zion, out of Zion shall go decrees and laws. 
Ephesians 1 verse 22 says the same. It says the world is peripheral to the church. It doesn't say the church is peripheral to the world as we think. The world is peripheral to the church. That's what it says in the message. And the church is the body of Christ. And then it goes on to say, Christ speaks and acts and fills with his presence the body. Just think of that for a second, guys. Ephesians 1.22. The world is peripheral to the church, which is Christ's body, that Christ speaks and acts in, and that Christ fills with his presence fully. Now when you're a part of the house, and you go out and become the gate, God speaks through you, acts through you, and causes his presence to go out through you. Critical to understand house first, gate next. You change that order, and you'll be half as effective. Half as effective. And a living stone is a stone that is vitally connected. In Hebrew understanding, I love it when pastors say in Hebrew understanding, it makes them sound like they know what they're talking about. Usually they don't, as I don't. But I've heard this, that in Hebrew understanding, a stone that is not resting or connected to another stone is a dead stone. To be living, you have to be connected. So you can be a shiny stone, polished and standing alone and you ain't a living stone. You're a dead shiny stone. That's why there's this need for vital connection to the body before you can be living. First the house, then the gate. First the house, then the gate. Be a living stone in God's house if you want to be the gate of his presence. Just imagine, Ephesians 1.22 is so full. Hey, let me just say it again. If, if we can grasp the enormity of what God is saying. God is saying this. Hey, guys, the world outside is peripheral to the church. And the church is Christ's body. And Christ speaks and acts in and through the body. And Christ fills his body with his presence. Therefore, now be the gate of heaven. And what is heaven? His presence. Now be the gate of heaven where you go and speak and act and out of you shall flow what needs to flow. Now Psalm 24 verse 7 makes sense, eh? Where it says, um, Open up ye ancient gates. Let the king of glory now come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty in battle. Who do you think opens gates? God? No. He's saying, you go open the gate and I will enter. You go and my presence will come. You go, I will speak. You go, I will act. This is what God is saying. How does he start that psalm off? Who shall dwell on my holy mountain Zion? As in, who shall be my people? He who has clean hands, who does not speak lies, who does not shed blood, whose heart is clean, they shall dwell upon my holy mountain. And then he goes on to say, who will now go and speak to these gates? Ancient gates. What are ancient gates? Ancient gates are gates that have been shut for so long. Sometimes shut because of ignorance. Sometimes shut because of legalism. Sometimes shut because of demonic hindrances. And he says, who will go and speak? Open up these ancient gates. You and I, man, the house of God, the gate of heaven. 
just wanted to show you these pictures just to show you that we are actually involved in this and it takes nothing except this beautiful thing called obedience yeah I'm ready this was an ancient gate eh? in Ephesians 3.10 it says through the church the mystery of Christ and his many splendid wisdom shall be made known to the powers and principalities just listen to that again church one more time your ears can hear and your spirit can understand listen to this Ephesians 3.10 through the church and through you the least of saints that's what the Bible says and Paul is talking about himself through the church through the least of you the mystery of Christ as in all the things about Christ hidden from the ages is now being revealed along with his manifold wisdom as in the brilliance of God is now being released uh, revealed through whom through you through the church to whom to powers and principalities and angels who do what who hold sway over the things of the earth this happened in Mongolia maybe as I know recognize one or two of them but this was a whole family of nine or ten shaman uh, it was a shaman family uh, the main guy the main guy is a guy who's standing to my depends on which way I'm standing standing to my right the third guy on the right oh shucks I can point it here no the guy next to him yeah that's the main guy he was the guy who brought the rest of his family he got saved first all that it took was for a house of shamans to know that there is someone called Jesus Christ and when the mystery of Christ was revealed to them and the wisdom of God was made known an ancient door was suddenly lifted open and out came charging prisoners and in went light this is what it says in Isaiah 49 where it says say to the prisoners come out it's safe now it's not dark anymore come out into the light who is supposed to do that the servant Christ he did that who does that now the body of the servant Christ you go to the next picture I, I, you've seen this picture uh, this was in Indonesia guys that uh, the reason I put up this picture is that tower there is where this king I, I know you've heard this story before I just want to highlight one simple thing that tower used to be where this king would go and spend a couple of nights with a demonic uh, entity called Ratu Kidul the queen of the south seas Victor and uh, Florence know about this he used to spend time there because he was from a divine line of kings supposedly and she was this demonic entity that gave him power ancient door broken open by God setting the king free setting his daughter free setting his wife free changing the climate around that little sultanate ending the reign at least in his life and in the life of his family an ancient door that had been shut for so long to the simple obedience of a few people brought together by God who did not know each other till they met together and the last one which I think is something that this church has been so involved with is Nandigama you know how old the caste system is 3,500 years for 3,500 years their forefathers have been untouchables for 3,500 years there's been a door that has not been opened that's longer than the bondage that Israel suffered Israel was only 400 years under bondage 
3,500 years, broken open by a people. Where, say to those ancient gates, lift up, O ancient gates, open up your doors. Why? Because the king of glory shall come in. And what kind of glory is it that covers every area of your life? Your marriage, your children, education, finances, work, spiritual stuff. Everything Jesus bought all of us. We just don't know it because we don't think this is happening through us. This is about a hundred strong of 180 strong community because of God bringing Jeevan to us and Jeevan leading this and us being involved in this. Heidi has gone there. Others have gone there. Setting a people who were in bondage for 3,500 years. Suddenly the gates are lifted open and people enter. That's what happens, guys. Ancient doors are broken down that are demonic and ancient doors are lifted up so that the king of glory can go in. You and I have this brilliant opportunity. You and I have this brilliant opportunity starting tomorrow to be the gate of heaven. To be the gate of heaven. Yeah? Man, it it is so easy, guys. The groundwork has been laid for years and years and years. If not now, then when? If not you, then who? Who? So Chantal and Diana will start putting that stuff on Facebook and uh, let's just add to it. eh? Add your thoughts to it. And as your thoughts are added to it, it'll bring more light to things. eh? God will never, never allow the fullness of his wisdom to be revealed through one man. The only time it was done was through the man Christ. Since then, it is his many splendid body that brings to fullness the wisdom of God. Therefore, when you write on Facebook, do not think you're writing as, oh, I'm just a simple part of Acts 20. No, 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 no. You're not a simple part of Acts 20. And you perhaps may be that extra little piece of the puzzle that needs to fit in. So say things after thought with sufficient boldness. Because that's how God works in his body, eh? That's how he does it. Amen? Father, we bless you. We thank you. It's been a great uh, afternoon, actually, Father. Really enjoyed it. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's thinking so, but perhaps I can say it again and see what the reaction is. Father, it's really been a great afternoon. (laughs) There you go, Abba. It was a great afternoon. Uh, So, yeah, uh, church doesn't end, Father. Church doesn't end. Sundays are just an activity of the church. It's just an activity of the church. So, Father, uh, if people need prayer, I'm going to ask... um, um, Sue and uh, what's her name? Karen and uh, uh, Jeevan and actually um, Victor to come up and stand up here in front as people come for prayer and uh, I just thank you that uh, they'll be the gate of heaven through which uh, things from the kingdom will ascend and descend touching lives here today. In Jesus' name, amen.